The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a Victory Monday edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine, and today... I am joined by good friend Patricia Trena, who has consented to join the show despite the fact that I dissed her this morning in something that I wrote. So, so Patty, thank thank you for that, and and I'm just going to apologize right off the bat. <laughs> ah, you're doing a little preemptive strike there, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just uh, I, I'm just going to deal with that up front and and move on. <laughs> you know I'm just breaking your chops, right? Oh, of course, of course. So uh, just for those of you who, who don't know what we're talking about, I did a little uh, what's it like covering uh, a game day and driving from, from upstate New York here to New Jersey and back in one day to, to cover a Giants game and and all of that. And, and somehow Patty's name never got never got into my story, so... Yeah, you know, I mean, if it's if I'm not putting my own name on my bylines, I just I just don't get any credit. I'm telling you, ah, uh, it is what it is, Patty. Yeah. Anyway, oh well. anyway, hey, we have a victory to talk about, and you know, Eli Manning called one last audible at the end of the night and gave his teammates the day off. But you and I, we don't get days off, so here we are. Yes, we are. So. So ready to get to work. Let's just start, obviously, with Eli. And we know how things have gone for Eli the last few years. We know how things have gone for the Giants the last few years. And I don't want to get into an argument about about Eli and, and, and all of that. I just know that I felt really good for him yesterday. He didn't play a perfect game. I just felt really good the way he was treated by the fans, the fact that he got, you know, a victory as, you know, what might or might not be a send-off. I was just happy for him the way the day worked out. How, what were your feelings like, Patty? You know, we've talked about this a number of times, Ed, how the organization let Eli Manning down towards the end of his career between personnel decisions between putting in um, offensive systems that maybe weren't the best fit for what he did. And Eli has handled everything with class. I mean, you could not ask 
for a classier individual. And I know there are people out there that, that, you know, they were done with Eli Manning a long time ago, but to see him get that send off, it's almost like in a way you don't want to see him back because that was the perfect send off, but we don't know what the week is going to bring and whatever it does bring, you know, that Eli is going to handle it with the same aplomb that he did uh, this week. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Patty. And and that's the thing is you know, we may or may not see him again, you know, this coming week against the Redskins and, and maybe in the season finale against the Eagles. But I'm absolutely OK, you know, myself, if we don't see him again, just because this would be a nice send off. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 it was a very emotional filled day, especially there at the end when he came trotting off the field. I mean, actually going back to the start of the game. I mean, when was the last time you remember somebody announced, you know, the PA announcer, you know, announced now at quarterback Eli Manning, you know, and the crowd went nuts. He got, you know, they, he got a standing ovation as he, you know, as, as you kind of expected. And then when he went off the field um, and Alex Tanney came on the field, you know, he was waving and they showed him on the jumbotron and it just just really you know you couldn't have scripted it any better if you tried no you couldn't have i mean the only thing the only thing i was rooting for down there at the end i think when uh, when buck allen scored the one yard touchdown i was kind of rooting for an eli manning quarterback sneak touchdown but but i'm quibbling at this point yeah you can't have everything ed i i can't patty no no, you can't. Oh, Sorry, man. Oh, I had to talk to my. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I've been married for thirty years now. I should know that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now you do. If you, if you had any doubts, now you do. All right. So hey, let's. You know, obviously Eli didn't win by himself on Sunday. Obviously had a lot of help. You know, from from the defense, from the offense. You know, I have to say, for me, one of the other really nice things about Sunday was watching Saquon Barkley look like Saquon Barkley. And I mean, how how important was that for you, you know, to see Barkley, you know, look healthy and, and look like the player that we saw a year ago? Oh, very important. I mean, because you kind of got the impression that Barkley was starting to get frustrated with just everything, how how his season was going, you know, how people were criticizing him, his running style, this, that, and the other thing. And to see him get back to, to being the player that he is capable of being, that was definitely a huge, you know, uh, positive to come out of yesterday's game and um you know Barkley afterwards in the locker room he was feeling pretty good but what I liked about the whole post game locker room and Barkley included is how everybody was all about you know hey you know we had this great team win it's something they haven't had and I can't tell you how long and that was just you know the energy in the locker room It, it, it was buzzing man you know Patty to their credit this is something we've, you know, I've heard people talk about, oh, this is the worst season ever for the Giants and this and that. And and I, I don't think you have to go back very far to find one that was worse. I don't care what the victory total actually winds up being. But for me, 2017 was a far worse experience 
you know, than than this one has been, you know, despite the the nine game losing streak, simply because that team fell apart. That team was no fun to be around. You know, that that team just was it was a bunch of individuals that had no respect at the end for the coaching staff and and for each other for that matter and and this team to its credit you know we talk about culture all the time and people kind of laugh at that and but whatever you want to call it you know as frustrated as this team has been you know, for the most part, this team has stuck together. They still work together. They still do play hard and work hard. And I think they deserve credit for that. Absolutely. And I agree with you, Ed. I mean, part of the problem from 2017, not only did you have a bunch of individuals, but, you know, the head coach lost the locker room. I mean, let's let's call it for what it is. You don't get that sense right now. Um, you know, yes, things haven't gone the way they had hoped, but that part of that comes with all the youth and the roster turnover. And I've made this comparison before. I've said that in some ways, given all the roster turnover, it's almost like a franchise team. You know, you're putting together all these these faces and now you're trying to figure out, okay, do we have the right foundation? And it's going to take time, but, you know, you come away with with having seen what they were able to do yesterday. And again, yes, it's the dolphins. I get it, but still they show up and they get paid too. And you see that and you say to yourself, okay, maybe there is hope for the future with this team. Patty, before we turn to the defense and maybe a couple of other topics, just wanted to ask you on the offensive side of the ball, as you think about yesterday, is there anyone else on the offensive side of the ball that really jumped out at you in terms of performance and maybe in terms of a guy who who can be part of this team's future? Oh, absolutely. Nick Gates. Nick Gates was played a solid game. You know, it's interesting, Ed, because last year Nick Gates spent IR uh, spent the year on IR. And before that, he was a player that I think it was in the mini camp that actually caught my eye. And I said to myself, they might have something here. He was raw, but just he kept standing out. And when I when I go through the offseason mini camp and OTAs and stuff, I don't write down player names. I write down numbers because, you know, I don't want to slant my thinking. I'd rather see if, a, you know, I write down numbers. And then I go back and I reconcile the names and I wrote his n- number down a lot, you know, until he got injured that, you know, I just liked how he moved. I liked the promise he showed. And he has continued to develop in that vein. Now, we saw him at right guard. I don't think he, you know, that's his future. But you wonder if perhaps he could be the right tackle moving fo- forward. And if so, maybe now that offensive line doesn't need a whole rebuild. You know, maybe you'll just make a decision on center. Do you go with Halapi or do you stay, you know, go back to Spencer Pulley or do you upgrade? But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think the development of Nick Gates actually makes the rebuild of that offensive line a little less scary. Yes, it does, Patty. Yes, it does. If what we've seen in the two games that he has started, and you know, it's a small sample size, but, but you love the way that he moves. You love the fact that he seems to be able to understand his assignments and he's done a good job now at two positions so maybe the giants have something there patty let's let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors here we'll come back we'll talk a little bit about the defense we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the future of pat shermer 
All right, Giants fans, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. Ed Valentine here along with guest Patricia Trena. Patty, we need to talk about defense, and, and I don't know about you, but I was very, very encouraged yesterday, and, and again, we talk about, yes, it's Miami, yes, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, all those things, but you know, the Miami Dolphins came into Sunday's game with more wins than the Giants had, so before we before we, we downplay the Dolphins, let's let's just remember that, and I just I felt really good about the play of the defense, especially a, a lot of the the young guys in that secondary. How about you? I did too, Ed. You know, we've been screaming about that defensive secondary and how they've looked lost. Some minor tweaks on the uh, on the the scheme. You know, they were in uh, press and man to man coverage a little bit more, I think, this week than they were in the past, but. You, you're starting to see signs that maybe this unit can be a functional unit moving forward. I mean, it, it, I was that was one of the things I was curious to see. How would they function without Janoris Jenkins? And to their credit, you know, was it a perfect game? No, but they did play reasonably well. You saw a lot of things that you could maybe, you know, bank the future on and and just you know they still have work a ways to go don't get me wrong they're not a finished product but there is a lot of promise there and it just you know overall I thought they did a good job I thought so as well Patty and I have to single out DeAndre Baker a little bit I've just been very we, we know how much he's struggled but we you know through the the first you know 10 games or so of the season we know how much the Giants invested in him moving up from 37 to 30. He giving up, I think it was the 132nd, 142nd pick to get him. So there's a lot riding on DeAndre Baker turning into a good player. And, and there's no guarantee that he's done that at this point, but three solid games in a row for him at this point. And I, I think that's, a good sign as we as we get toward the end of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, people need to remember something about DeAndre Baker. He missed most of the summer with a knee injury. And when you are a young player trying to acclimate yourself to, in the NFL at a position that's very complicated to acclimate yourself and you don't have those practice reps and those game reps, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. And, you know, you could say what you want about DeAndre Baker and you can question whatever study habits he had. And, and you know, I had my questions about that, too, and I've, I've alluded to that in past shows and whatnot. But you, you like to see maybe that the kid finally gets it and is headed in the right direction. And, you know, based on what we've seen the last few few games, it looks like he is. Yeah, and that's a definitely a good sign. We've asked for progress or, we you know, we, we've continued to use the word progress you know in in regards to a lot of things with the Giants and 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 finally you know on Sunday it felt like we saw some yeah absolutely and and that's what you want to see you know if, if if he were still struggling still going backwards you'd say what in goodness is going on here you know did, did Dave Gettleman make a mistake and especially you know with DeAndre Baker a guy they traded up to get so you like to see that the arrow is finally pointing in the right direction again still a lot of work to be done but you know some very encouraging signs 
All right, Patty, I need to back up for a second because we never really addressed it fully the idea of what should or might happen at quarterback for the last uh, two games of the season. What's your feeling on the likelihood that we'll see Eli Manning uh, over the last two weeks or or will we see, you know, Daniel Jones, you know, finish out the season beginning Sunday against Washington? Well, you almost kind of want to say, let's just cut it off right now and stick with, you know, let let Eli have his, uh, you know, his, his, whatchamacallit, his, um, his, his farewell tour. That, yep. Yes, his moment. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's that part of you. But, but with that said, you know, just watching Daniel Jones yesterday go through warmups, to me, it looked like he was still having trouble pushing off his right foot. Now, there are there's what, six days before they have to play Washington as we record this? A lot can happen in six six days. So if Jones is healthy and there is no risk to further aggravating that injury to where now he's gotta have a clean out in the off season, which is gonna set him back from training and doing all the things he needs to to do for year two, then you say, Okay, you know what? Put him out there. Let him get the experience. However, however, the flip side of that is, is Jones is the quarterback next year. Regardless, Eli Manning is not threatening to take away his spot. And I doubt they'll bring in competition for Daniel Jones because he is their guy. So do you say to yourself, okay, even if he's not, you know, let's say he's not close to 90%. There, do you just sit him? Do you do you otherwise say, okay, you know what? Look, there's not much to be gained other than you know getting him some experience, which he was getting. He's gotten plenty of snaps. You know, you can't say he didn't get any experience. And do you just let you know Eli or even Alex Tanny play out the string? I don't know. Um, my gut feeling is it's too early to tell at this point because again, there are six days before they play Washington, and Jones has made progress. But it sounded like last night that uh, even Pat Shermer wasn't sure Jones was going to be ready. He said, you know, look, you know, two weeks ago he was in a walking boot. Then the following week he was out of the walking boot. But he has to be able to show physically that he can push off and he can move around. And if he can't do those two things, I don't think he plays. You know what I just took out of all of that, Patty? You just dropped an Alex Tanny reference here on the Valentine's Views podcast. <laughs> an Alex Tanny reference of all things. We just found out yesterday why Alex Tanny's been on the roster yes, all year long. You, know, you beat me to the punch <laughs> on that, you know. But no, seriously, I mean, at this point, the Giants, the only thing they're playing for, and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to talk about it. But you know, I guess if you're being realistic, it's draft position. You know what? What's the point? You know, I guess you could say that you want them to win the last two games because it teaches them how to win, and that's something they desperately needed to do. But and I and I really believe they're going to continue to do everything they can to win. I, I like I said, I I can't imagine any team on any level purposely tanking and not tr- at least trying to get better. You know, take baby steps to get better towards you know their ultimate goal. But uh, you know, my gut feeling with the quarterbacks again. I, based on what I saw yesterday, I would be surprised if Jones is out there, but there are six days still to come. 
We'll see how he looks on Wednesday if he's able to to practice, if he's able to, to take his full reps. I believe that until such time when he goes a full week taking all of his reps, he probably is not going to be out there. All right, Patty, final question for you. I think we've both kind of agreed that that neither one of us expects Pat Shermer to be back as head coach in 2020. Did anything you saw yesterday or anything, you know, that that could happen over the final two two weeks? Do you think any of that could change that scenario and help him uh, earn a chance to come back for a third year? I would be surprised, Ed. I, I really would. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can ignore what happened earlier in his tenure because they went, they beat the Dolphins and they look like a complete team. I mean, if anything, they were overdue to look like a complete team. So I would be surprised if he is brought back. Um, but, you know, I think also... I don't believe any decision has been made by ownership, despite what you might be hearing or what, what might be speculated. I think common sense would say he, he can't return under any circumstances, but I don't believe that that decision has been made yet. So We will find out, Patty, two weeks left before the, uh, the end of the season. And, uh, you know, at least we've, we've had a victory. We've had some pleasant things to talk about today. Giants fans, we thank you as always for listening to the Valentine's Views podcast. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Patty, thank you as always for spending a few minutes with me. Giants fans, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.